Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the summertime, and I know it's not officially summer yet. Probably a couple more days until it's officially summer, but it is hot out today. And it's recruiting season. That's how you know it's really summer is that there's all kinds of news coming up uh, for Penn State recruiting, potential commitments, some decommitments this week. Penn State got another commit on Sunday. We're covering all of that on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. I said earlier this year that I wanted to shift the focus of the show towards recruiting in the summer because that's that's the most important stuff that's going on. And uh, that's what we're doing today. We uh, Almost all week, we're taking a look at recruiting. Tomorrow on our uh, mailbag show, Nate and I will talk about some bigger picture stuff and your questions. But for the most part, we're recovering the players that might commit to Penn State, the players that have maybe decommitted from Penn State, and where things are going on the recruiting trail. So that's what we're talking about today on The Daily with some short-term news and a longer-term view. I wrote earlier this week at uh, bluewhiteillustrated.com about how the prototype of the receiver is changing, not just at Penn State, but across football and the reasons for that. So we'll dip into some of that later in the show. Uh, But some news and notes to start. And the first thing to start with is just some straight news, which came out yesterday. Lift for Life is back. Penn State will host their annual Lift for Life. I I guess it's annual again after the pause because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But Head strength coach Chuck Losey, his first go around with fans in attendance for Lift for Life, the uh, charity that helps to raise money for rare disease research. Something that I know is close to my heart, and if you've had somebody affected by a rare disease or a rare cancer or some sort of malady that there isn't really a cure for, this is where uh, players across the country are raising money to donate to that specific cause of finding the cure to things that feel and look uncurable and those bleak moments giving hope in those so if you want to attend not to put a dark spin on it this is the positive side of we're raising money for research um it is on june 30th and it is ten dollars for adults five dollars for children so june 30th gates open at 4 30 at the lash practice fields and uh, the event is uh, you're encouraged to come check things out it's you know a cool moment for kids Get up, uh, you know, pretty close, up close and personal with some of the football players. And, of course, uh, get kind of an inside view of what practice field looks like, kind of the complex for for what it looks like uh, for the players on a daily basis. So a cool event and one for uh, really a good cause. So that's coming up again June 30th and gates open at 430. So you want to check more information out on that bluewhiteillustrated.com. Nate Bauer has a great rundown of what to expect from Lift for Life. So the next news is that there is a recruit coming on campus 
today for Penn State football. Key player in the class of 2024, a four-star and a high target for the Nittany Lions for an unofficial visit. If you want that information about who it is, what position it is, and where Penn State stands, that is over at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Ryan Center doing a great job of having all that information, giving you up-to-date stuff on who, what, when, where, and why in recruiting. Uh, so again, that's uh, bluewhiteillustrated.com, and you can sign up for just a dollar. 12 months of access for $1 to get all the information and the details that I can't fit in the show here for time. And also that, you know, is premium content. So if you want to get up to date on all this stuff, especially in recruiting, and there is so much news uh, that we're working overtime to get all of it to you on the site, $1 for 12 months of access. Inflation is not going to touch that number. It's just going to be a dollar when you sign up. It's going to be a dollar for a year. The only thing that's going to change that is... Uh, when we take that deal away. So make sure you sign up right now and you don't miss it to get that information. But one thing that we're going to talk about today and we're going to preview more in detail on Friday is Tyreek Blanding, a three-star defensive tackle who has set his commitment date for June 18th. Now, Blanding took an official visit to Penn State this past weekend and Ryan has put in a prediction for the Nittany Lions to land Blanding because he has no other official dates set up for official visits uh, over at our tab on, on three for the official visits for Tyreek Blanding. Always check that out in his recruiting profile. So Penn State seems like the likely pick here. Now, Blanding's really interesting because my first response when watching these highlights from his huddle tape is just, wow. Wow, this is how you do it. This is what you want it to look like. Six foot one, uh, he was a little bit lighter than we expected when he came for his official visit. 265-ish pounds, so maybe a little undersized, explaining the three-star. Um, but when you look at the way he plays football, these positional fundamentals, watch how low he comes off and drive blocks into the, into the offensive lineman. He plays in the New York City League. So New York City, not known as a hotbed for football. They do produce some great players that go other places to play. But look at this pad level. Look how low he comes off. Fires out immediately. That's how that's supposed to look. By the way, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, uh, you can see the highlights. Um, this violence, finish, effort, technique... These are all A-pluses. I like what I see here from Tyreek Blanding. So a three-star, but I think a player that has a lot of potential. And the good news is, despite his maybe smaller frame, he's a naturally thick player. You can see that. He's got plenty of room to grow, and he's got long arms. So he fits the description of what you're looking for from a defensive tackle that maybe is a bit undersized, but he's got the reach to compensate for that. And, uh, and I think that he's got the size to play up to a Power 5 Big Ten level. Those are all really great things. And if he commits to the Nittany Lions, you can check out all that information this weekend. Again, June 18th is his commitment date. We'll be following along with that. So there'll be a T. Franks film room digging in, hopefully, as long as we can find enough film, into the full game film to find out maybe where the warts are, what we're not seeing on a play-by-play -play basis from the highlights. But the highlights are very encouraging. Uh, you don't normally get a wow out of me when it comes to just watching the highlight tape. But that stuff was pretty dang good. So if Penn State picks up that commitment, they'll have three on the defensive line with Matthias Barnwell and with Jameel Lyons. So pretty good outlook so far with some more talent at that position to go. Where Penn State, if they land a Jason Moore or they land a Derek LeBlanc or one of those players, that uh, will really boost the profile of this group. 
and I think we'll replenish that defensive line. But as it stands right now, if they get Blanding, I'm I was surprised. I, I was a little bit surprised by how good his tape is. But again, level of competition is a huge thing. So he's winning the right way, but he is playing against players that he is clearly su more superior than physically. So all that stuff has to work itself out. But it's a great start and maybe a great finish on Saturday. So that keep your eye out for, again, at bluewhiteillustrated.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The next thing I want to talk about is it is a longer view of recruiting and the life cycle of football. The vogue and the trends that dictate how teams play and then what players' positions and skills are accentuated in the game of football. Kind of a big picture view of what football has been doing over the last couple of years. So I just this is just a, a, something I've noticed over the last couple of years at Penn State is that all their receivers that they've recruited, they're not really big guys. They're all between 5'11", 6'1", maybe a couple guys in there are 5'10", but uh, they don't have that prototype 6'3", X receiver anymore, that possession guy that gets volume targets, that has to beat press coverage, the big physical bully on the outside. Now, here is just to show it to you What's happened over the years, uh, and I always pick 2016 as a good early midway point. It's not the very beginning under James Franklin. Obviously, it was a breakout season for the team and a, and a good accumulation of talent and one that most people remember. Let, let's put it that way, too. Most people remember that 2016 team. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because it's got an interesting view of the roster. So let's take a look at the receivers to show you what I'm talking about. Here's 2016. You see here, Saeed Blacknall, Daylon Darian recruited as a receiver, Irv Charles, Chris Godwin playing big at 6'1", 200 pounds. Of course, Jawan Johnson, who you see here on the frame. Uh, all those guys over 6'2". Now look at 2021. Not only have the smaller receivers gotten bigger for the most part, but there are no big receivers anymore. Malik Mega, 6'4", he's the tallest guy. Everyone else between 5'11 and 6 feet tall. And uh, I asked receivers coach uh, Taylor Stubblefield, what's, why? What's going on there? What's the reason why? Because initially when, when I was talking to him in a media availability uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, I was asking about kind of that idea of a big physical receiver to go down in the offense vertically down the field and put stress on the defense to open things up 
underneath. Does Penn State have that guy? Because in my estimation, even last year, they didn't really have that guy with Jahan Dotson. Found other ways to win, found ways to be very productive, but that's not what you're going for anymore is the conversation that he and I had, is that a guy that you don't want to be predictable. You don't want to line up a guy and say, okay, he's always going to line up here, and you know where to go with your best corner to go stop him. Uh, so I dug into some of the numbers. I dug into some of the things to, to find out, like, what's the value of positionless football? Lining up a guy in the slot or out wide or motioning to change that formation and create a stress on the defense. And it's just a simple thing, but if you check out PFF and some of their advanced stats, from the slot, Jahan Dotson only got about 32% of his targets, and yet he got five of his 12 touchdowns from the interior. So being flexible in your positional uh, abilities is the new vogue for a couple of different reasons, but I want to throw this up here again just so you can see the difference between the body types because I, I, I first highlighted the big guys you know you've got you've got blacknall johnson but look at this as well you've got clear differentiations between interior players like josh mcpherson or everyone remembers 59 brandon polk um a couple other names you might remember tyler shoop son of defense coordinator bob shoop at the time five foot eleven you've got guys that are clearly interior players and guys that are clearly uh perimeter players and then you've got a couple of players that that are, are a little bit of both. Deshaun Hamilton, perfect example of this guy who's six foot one, started in the slot and then played more on the boundary as he progressed throughout his career. And just to drive this point home again, you take a look at 2021 and Deshaun Hamilton has taken over. Mitchell Tinsley, six foot one. Tyler Johnson, freshman uh, in the class of 2022, six feet tall. Keandre Lambert Smith, six one. Harrison Wallace, six one. Even Penn State's, I'd say, possession-type receiver, Liam Clifford, big-bodied guy, kind of like Godwin at 6'1", 200 pounds. Maybe not as fast as Godwin, but still fast enough. Runs routes in high school from the interior and from the perimeter. He's got that positional versatility. So it's this homogenous group of players. And one of the things that um, Stubblefield was talking about when we were talking to him uh, during the summer was that Penn State has a lot of options, a lot of young guys, a good amount of depth, maybe one of the deepest rooms that he's had at Penn State. And it's not just the level of talent, although it, it always starts there. It's that every player theoretically can play any three of the positions on the football field. Any three of them can play on the boundary. Any three of them can play in the slot. So here's a great example Parker Washington did not participate in the blue-white game. He was not doing a lot of things in the spring. So Mitchell Tinsley, who played on the boundary, on the perimeter at Western Kentucky for most of his career, he flips into the slot because he's one of Penn State's best route runners, one of the guys that can efficiently operate from that area. And, and that shows the versatility that you can have where you don't have to pigeonhole one guy into one position and somebody gets stuck. Now, I'd say that each player has a primary position. So you're going to have an X. You're still going to have a Z. Parker Washington was clearly the slot receiver last year, but it doesn't have to be so definite, so linear, so in a box. And that's the advantage of having these positionless receivers. Now, the last part is why is this happening? What's forcing this change? So 
we'll start at a high level because when I was talking to Stubblefield, the last two times that I've brought this up, he's always mentioned the top guys in the NFL. Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, guys like that that can play from the slot, that can play on the outside, and they're all that 5'11", 6'1". They can run really great routes. That's the number one thing. Create separation with speed and with your ability to turn and run and your positional fundamentals. Because Devontae Adams was not the fastest guy in the world, but his game speed, his efficiency, his ability to beat press and make guys miss and create space is its own type of speed. So those guys are dominating the NFL. But on the college football level, the RPO and and, and the spread offense has created some huge problems for the defense. So here's the situation. An RPO is a run pass option. It's a called run play with passing concepts on it. So the quarterback reads certain players and if those players attack the run, he pulls the ball and throws it. And this is very basic and this is not at all scientific or very coachy, but here's a rea- here's just a, a, a basic reality. The faster you are, the farther downfield you can get on that RPO because the the difference and I talked to uh, Seth Galina of PFF here on the show about this is that it's all in the referee. Because if you get too far downfield as an offensive lineman, that's a penalty. That's an illegal man downfield. So it's a very quick play. Everything has to be decisive. It has to be at the snap. You have to make that pre-snap decision and then go with it. So the RPO, in a very basic way, started as bubble screens and slants. And as we've gotten more fast players into space, you can push it the ball farther down the field. Uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith, a post route, is farther down the field than a slant route. He was the target of a bunch of those last season. And if you can get that guy in space against a corner or a safety and he breaks that tackle, now you're getting explosive plays almost for free. But on the the very basic level, what you're doing is you're giving your quarterback a clean read because the underside of the defense has reacted to the run. So you've got this fast receiver breaking away in man or zone coverage away from a corner or a safety or a slot corner, and you're getting him over the middle of the field for an easy read. So the faster you are, the easier all of this is. Now, there's a lot of other applications for speed. Let's not pretend that it's only this one area. The faster you are, the harder you are to cover. And speed is at a premium at all levels of football. But these new wrinkles are things that players can take advantage of. And the last thing is there's this incentivization because of the NFL. Because of the change at that level with uh, illegal contact and pass interference. After the Patriots had the rules changed because they were mugging receivers down the field, the NFL opened up where now you can't touch players five yards uh, after five yards into their route. So smaller players, less physically dominant players, but that have elite speed, they can now contribute, where previously you needed that X. You needed that reliable guy who's going to get open after a fist fight with, a, with the, the biggest, strongest corner that the other team has, and he needs to be able to catch the ball in contested catch situations. Because there's so much space now, and because you can run a route, the player that has the best agility, that creates the most separation, and that threatens the deepest, he's taking a priority. Devontae Smith, to me, is the, the apex of this, because he is six foot one, 
166 pounds, maybe 160. He, he looks like a basketball player. And yet he was a top draft pick last season because he is such a great route runner. He's got such great speed and he can move that way. A decade ago, Jahan Dotson's not a number one pick because he's not big enough. He's not physical enough. And the NFL still values height, weight and speed. But because he's such a great route runner, because he gets such great uh, separation, the Washington Commanders decided that he is going to be a guy that they can pair with Terry McLaurin to be their one-two punch of guys you just straight up can't cover. And that is why speed is now king at every level of football beyond and maybe is now trumping size. So find, and it, it's easier to find a guy that's six foot and runs really good routes than finding a guy who's six two or six three. He's taller. It's harder to turn. That's why you're seeing this transition in football. So if you want to check out the details, you want to get more in-depth than that, that article, again, over at bluewhiteillustrated.com, that's going to do it today. So if you're looking for what Penn State's looking for in a receiver, so you're watching highlight film, you're going a little bit deeper, uh, or I'm bringing it up for you here on the show, remember, they got to be able to run from the slot, and they got to be fast. Those are the primary things that I, I've noticed Penn State is looking for in their receivers. That's why in this class, you've got a guy that's six feet tall, operates from the slot, and another guy that's 6'1", and runs a 4'3'9", for the class of 2023. Going forward, let's see if that holds up, see if they find anybody who's 6'2", and can do that, because if they can do that, then all bets are off. Just find the guy that's fast, gets open, and gets you big plays. So I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll be back tomorrow with our uh, mailbag show with Nate Bauer. Make sure you subscribe here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.